0: Achievements there Because rolling back the Islamic State without having le- forces that have legitimacy in the eyes of the people, the Sunni Arab uh, community of Iraq, which became alienated once again uh, under the previous prime minister, uh, that just won't work. So you've got to have Sunni Arab forces that are ready to hold areas once they're cleared. And we really haven't yet had to contend with that Uh, in a big way, though certainly Tikrit uh, was such an operation, and that does seem to be being held now by forces that are uh, quasi-legitimate in the eyes of the people. But when they take Ramadi, and especially when they take back
1: Mosul, there has to be a plan for that hold force. And what is your assessment today of the willingness of the Sunni tribes uh, to participate against ISIS? My understanding is that they are
0: quite willing. What they're waiting for is the authorization from Baghdad, in some cases, uh, for us to provide additional assets to them, additional resources, uh, and indeed they're they're waiting for some kind of official approval for their status uh, if indeed they're going to become part of the and, National Guard. And this is or in the hands of, of
1: the uh,
0: Iraqi government. It is, and this is why I stressed uh, earlier that the center of gravity of this effort really is in Baghdad. The Iraq effort, that is. Now, Syria, an entirely different issue. But you've got to get inclusive politics. The Sunni Arabs have to be brought back into the fabric of Iraqi society, as we did, by the way, yes. during the surge. One the of the, key, and the One surge. of the key surge of ideas, one of the biggest of those was to make the sunni arabs feel as if they had a stake in the success of the new iraq rather than a stake in its failure and right now there's a little indecision still on that how do you make them know that they have a stake in the future of iraq well the best of all would be for the iraqi parliament the council of representatives to approve this national guard initiative that the prime minister haider al Badi has put forward uh, that has been stalled in the council uh, of representatives the prime minister has directed some actions uh, to go forward, but something that formally uh, acknowledges their role and, frankly, formally acknowledges that they're going to be receive salaries and so forth if, indeed, they put it all on the line and help out with the clearance and then the holding
1: of major cities like Ramadi, Fallujah, and, above all, Mosul. No, anything else that they need before they're prepared to go forward against ISIS and, and lead a Sunni charge that would join with the the rest of those forces that are allied against ISIS?
0: Yes. Uh, obviously, they'll need weapons, they'll need training, they'll need equipment uh, beyond that. Now, again, there are thousands of these forces that have already received that, but this is going to take a good bit more than that. Remember how intensive it is uh, in terms of people to hold areas. And uh, we we learned that uh, during our previous experiences in Iraq this time we should not be the ones on the ground I, f- I firmly believe that as well but we should have advisors down at brigade level not just division level we should have joint tactical air controllers ready to go forward to help out certainly additional advisor
1: teams uh, but this is not just special forces or is it entirely special forces uh, advisor teams that will work with uh, Sunni Arabs who may be joining the war actually the the core of the advise and assist teams right now uh comes
0: from uh conventional infantry brigades right. uh and and there's an 82nd airborne division headquarters uh that is over top of that particular effort and my uh recommendation is indeed to extend that not just from at, division headquarters but to push them to brigade so headquarters will be embedded with the brigades
1: who will be fighting right. on the ground that's
0: right that's exactly right and that's that's sufficiently close it'll help out much much more i think you'll have much closer integration and then i think you will also have to look at the rules of engagement uh... It, by many reports they're so strict uh... that there is an approval process that's required that it's not the kind of streamlined effort that is necessary uh certainly no one wants to see civilians killed or collateral damage uh but this is war and i think they're probably going to have to relook
1: some of that okay, as well okay well, let me go through that because that's important and the question is what can you do uh on the ground i mean what what should the rules of engagement be
0: well Reportedly, right now, it's essentially no civilians right. uh, killed in, in, in any action. So you can't do uh, anything that might lead to the death, collateral damage to there civilians. There is an exception process, again, reportedly, mm-hmm. uh, that exists. But the question is, is again, is this too strict? Right. Uh, certainly, look, we, used, we had a sign on the wall when I was in Iraq that asked, will this operation create more bad guys than it takes off the streets by its conduct? And you have to constantly keep that in mind. But I think, again, there's a strong feeling among many who are out there.